Good afternoon. Welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Always a pleasure to get together with our listeners. Uh, right now in Memphis, uh, really nice outside, a little breezy, but sunny and 60 degrees. Looking for clear skies tonight down to 47 and a chance of rain tomorrow with 52 degrees. Hope that you're having a great afternoon and we're looking forward to getting together. You know, it's interesting. Adrian Rogers just had the little treasures in the word, little short vignette we just heard prior to going into our program. He was talking about sowing the seed. That's quite appropriate, I think, for our topic today as we talk about prayer, the persistent prayer, the purpose of prayer, and the power of prayer. And I'm not even a preacher, but I just, I just was thinking through that whole process and thought about the P's of prayer. And we're going to talk with our guests today, Steve and Lori Williams. Yes. Long-time friends. I mean, we go back to diaper-changing days yes. with our kids. Amen. I mean, when we were in the young married class together. Uh-huh. Yes. Hi, Byron. Yes. Welcome to, to the be, show. How are you good doing? Good to be here. Wonderful. Good to be back, Byron. Also want to say hi to our Facebook friends. Steve and Lori, look at that camera right over there and wave to our Facebook hi. friends. We wanted to bring this uh, to you. We've got our Facebook friends that are watching live and also our friends on AM640 and FM100.7 as we do our show today. Uh, Steve and Lori are here, again, as I mentioned, to talk about prayer. Going back, Steve, to what Dr. Rogers said just now about sowing the seed. I think prayer is really part of the process, isn't it, of sowing seed to see God work, see God do miracles, to see our own hearts change for the purposes of God. Amen. I'd agree with that, Byron. I think sometimes it's the only fertilizer we seem to have, you know, when we're sowing the seed, uh, prayer being uh, so powerful and, and what has always struck me uh, and uh, strikes me in the situation that we're going to talk about today is uh, the depth and breadth of prayer. Uh, prayer is something that can be offered from any place on the globe. And uh, we have learned that very in a very firsthand front row way. Well, and Lori, uh, you've also experienced it too, I know, together oh, as yes. a couple. Yes, uh, together as a couple, individually, and to see the body of Christ come up around um, and, and really, in a fun way, technology to see it go from, say, a home or a family unto really parts of the world. Exactly, yes. exactly. And, you know, I was just thinking back on the process of prayer in your life. Steve, I mean, one time entrepreneur of the year, uh, your business, Supreme Distribution. I mean, you had a, uh, I mean, we are in the, the distribution hub of America right here. That's right. And, and your company, Supreme, was one of the top companies in the U.S. I mean, you were you were pushing merchandise for the Disney store for Goodyear Tire, and uh, you had warehouse space not only here in the city, but on the East Coast and the West Coast. And God and his providence took it all away from you. Amen. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, it's very kind of you to remember those days uh, when you came and joined us for our devotions on Friday and things like that that you were a part of. But you, uh, we, we did have quite an operation at that time, but it's a ways back now. And so God's done a lot in, in the years since. Well, he has done a lot. And, and really, this ministry of prayer, which you're the director of right now, a ministry called Two by Two Prayer. Is that the official title? Two by Two House of Prayer. House of Prayer. That's yeah. right. We have a, a great friend, uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. Kelly Johnson, Amen. who God put on her heart. Here's a Northeastern girl who never even touched foot into the city yep. of Memphis. That's correct. 
And God put a burden on her heart to start praying for our city. She did that for a year. God opened up the door for her to come here. That's right. Eventually moved here, right? Exactly. Give yes. us a story, Lori. Oh, well, um, she did move here to start a, a two-by-two to, to try to join up prayer partners, uh, primarily in the area of reconciliation in, right. in Memphis. That's what she knew of of Memphis. And, uh, but the Lord expanded that into, uh, and allowed her to uh, lease a home, and that became a house of prayer. So then she was able to have speakers in, musicians in, prayer groups in, individuals in, um, for all manner of uh, prayer gatherings. Yeah. And that's how we, uh, in our needy time, uh, was brought to that home and um, where we met her. And then from there, we just fell in love with the ministry and went forward with her and, and more and more and more became a part of it. And then when the Lord took her into writing children's books on uh, Mr. How Do You Do Lear- uh, Learns to Pray and, and on and on, um, we eventually became the executive directors of the House of Prayer. You know, uh, as humans, we constantly hear voices in our heads. Sometimes we hear so many different voices at one time, we get overwhelmed, we get fearful, and sometimes self-destructive at times. When we pray, how do we learn to listen to the one true voice that ultimately matters? God wants to speak to us. He wants to direct us. He wants to encourage us and instruct us. Now, thankfully, he has given us his written word, Mm -hmm. uh, his son, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher to understand what the spoken word says and to lead and guide us in truth, you know? And today, you know, you can get going and things, you hear all these voices and things get so busy. And I'll tell you, I get too busy to pray. And I had to stop and say, Byron, you're getting so busy trying to do work for me. You're doing it without the oil, Mm. you know, without the power that he's going to give you. It begins with prayer. Yeah, I think the word that the mechanics use is viscosity, you know, as opposed to friction. Yeah. Uh, we want to we work smoothly together. And really, it's an awesome novel thought that at any moment, uh, the creator of the universe can commune personally with us. We can commune personally with him. And when you stop and think uh, of the availability and the power at the same time that uh, really outdoes any motor that you can think of, uh, it's really an awesome thought to, mm-hmm. to ponder. And, and, you know, Byron, you mentioned the word busy. Uh, I do feel like that is one of the enemy's number one tools against Christians these days. Um, the verse that's it's one of my favorite verses, it's short and, and to the point, and it helps me. And it is simply be still and know that I am God. And I, I have to, you know, stop myself because if if we don't. The busyness of this world, even with the good things, yes. will overtake our quiet time with the Lord. Exactly right. You know, I was reading the word when Peter was in prison. It says that the saints, the believers in Acts were fervently praying. You know, I mean, he was still in prison, but they were fervently praying for him. And I just did a little Google search on that word fervent. Now, this isn't the Greek, but even in the the old English, it goes back to a, a middle English word. It talks about to a boil. I mean, it's like hot. You know, when you think about that, that's what we're to do. We're to be hot on prayer, you know, and fervently lifting these things up. And I know there's something that has been on your heart as a family. God has blessed you with two children. 
Three children. Three children. Three I'm children. leaving somebody yes. up. Forgive me. Yes, that's all right. We've got Candace, our oldest, married to Jim. You with know, five children. You know, I guess I don't get to. I don't know if you, I've ever met Candace before. You may not uh, have. Yeah. You may not have. Okay, so let's talk about the Williams family. You got Candace. Yes. And then there's Landon. And then there's Landon. He's the middle child and the only son. Yeah. And he married has married to Nicole. Married to Nicole. Candace is with Jim Eccles and uh, Landon and Nicole Williams. They have two children. I think we're going to come back and talk y- about yes. those in a moment. In a moment. And then our daughter. You'll remember her. Uh, she was friends with your kids, Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah. but of course we call everyone calls her Steppy. Steppy. Steppy, okay. and she is a missionary with the yes. IMB. That is exciting. You know, Steppy has been to my home before. Yes, you, know, she has. Playing, you know, hanging out with the guys. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we do want to go back to talk to about Landon and Nicole because yes. on June the ninth, yes, last year. You guys became grandparents for what the sixth time, seventh, seventh, seventh time. Seventh time. But we weren't supposed to be grandparents for the seventh time quite that early. Um, Everett was born at about how many weeks was it, Steve? Twenty-four weeks. Twenty-four weeks. At his lowest point, he was one pound and three ounces. One pound and three ounces. You just can't even imagine how tiny that is. You just can't even imagine. It's just breathtaking to see a child that small, and yet, Byron. Every little joint, every little fingernail, every little thing of his body was there, and his little hands and all were moving. Um, he was fearfully and wonderfully made at that point. Yes, he was. That's yes, a good word there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take us back. So you knew that there was going to be a, a critical birth. Yes. And you were waiting to, I mean, all that goes along with that. Yes. You know? uh, it happened rather suddenly. Uh, there was... Uh, some infection and things that uh, set in, and and so he had to be taken quickly. Uh, his older sister had been a preemie. Uh, she was born at 32 weeks, not nearly as early as he was. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the birth was was quick. Uh, the doctors uh, did great work there at Baptist uh, Women's Hospital in the NICU unit uh, once he was born. But uh, but it happened uh, at 11:45 on the night of uh, uh, June the 9th. And so right after there, I mean, there was just, I mean, first of all, you didn't know if he was going to make it through the first night. The first few minutes. First few minutes. Yes. I know our son said at one point, the doctor says, okay, dad, um, quickly, you may take a picture uh, of your son. And and Landon thought to himself, I don't think he verbalized this to Nicole, um, I have a son, but for how long? Wow. Well, as we go back to the purpose of prayer (laughs) and what you have seen now. I mean, just recently, Nicole posted day 235 that Everett Gray has been the warrior and he's been hanging on and the miracles you've been seeing that it's been like a roller coaster, hasn't it? It has. He's had 10 surgeries, 10 surgeries, 10 surgeries. One of them's a heart surgery. Uh, The rest are all with the digestive tract. It wasn't properly all the way formed enough right. at that point. Right. And there's more surgery to come. Uh, yeah, we know that. But uh, but he has gone through a developmental process to where, uh, and now is at Le Bonner, by the way, uh, in the NICU unit there. And those people have just been wonderful in Absolutely. treating him. Um, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it is a roller coaster ride, uh, best, best to describe it, uh, as far as uh, there are things certainly barriers to overcome but things that uh are such that he's come such a long way that uh we can't help but thank god for where he is at the same time i will mention byron we are highly sensitive to the fact that uh 
uh, there are friends of ours even. We just learned of four in the last week that um, that their babies are no longer with us, and we have a great sensitivity yeah. to the fact that uh, that sometimes that's that's the Lord's will as well, and uh, and at the same time we uh, we don't fully understand their grief though uh, though Everett did follow. He is what's called a rainbow baby. He did follow uh, a, a recent miscarriage uh, in his family, and so. Uh, he represents hope in that regard, is is what I understand these rainbow babies are called right. and, and why they're called that. And so yeah. we're grateful for that as well. And as you mentioned, I, I think one of the families you're referring to, too, are the Powells, yes. uh, Matt yes. and Andrea, Pastor yes. First Baptist and Tupelo. And the Rayleighs on the and, other and, side. And the, the Rayleighs, yeah, yes. uh, Michael and uh, and Debbie, the the grandparents. And so and I, Pam and I, my wife, we're grandparents, too. Amen. And when you see your kids and now your grandkids, you know, go through the trials and go through you know these just amazing things that you think how could how could, where's god you know can yes. god help us through this yes. time yes. talk about how your relationship and your prayer and 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 being persistent and not get don't grow weary because it's so easy when you keep you know you're praying and you think well this is going to be a breakthrough and then maybe the it, the news gets worse you know mm-hmm. and maybe there's somebody today that's out there and they've got a a son or daughter that has been wayward in a lifestyle mm-hmm. of drugs or mm-hmm. you know or if you've gotten really far from God right now and they've been praying for years and, and haven't yes. seen you know and and sometimes we we keep praying but we don't see anything yes. happen right now. Well, sometimes even proprietors of houses of prayer have to be driven to their knees, it seems, you know, uh, again, getting back to that busyness factor and uh, all that takes place uh, there. And so uh, as grandparents, it's just nothing like being a grandparent. Laurie and I have had just the greatest joy being grandparents to our seven uh, grandchildren. And so, um, but you are, it's a bit of a different role because you are a bit at arm's length. Uh, The parents, uh, you know, endure uh firsthand everything that's taken place they have to keep up with what the doctors are saying uh nicole and landon have been wonderful of uh keeping up with the details and i think they can even read the machines at the NICU unit just as as well as almost the uh, staff can there now and uh and at the same time our role is certainly a supportive one although we would rather be right there on the front lines uh because we we love our grandchild that much and we love little everett that much but uh, to be honest with you we've only been able to see him about uh, five or six times uh, thus far in his uh, almost eight months of life, and uh, and our our role has been more in support and and keeping Vivi his his older sister uh, and uh, and supporting Landon Nicole in every way we can because it's been quite the endurance race for them. I mean, I was just reading an update that Nicole had posted. That I think you shared on Facebook, and I kind of like to read just some highlights of this to give listeners a feel for what you know it's like you know in, in their home. Uh, since my last post, Everett uh, has sadly been in a good bit of withdrawal from his morphine. Uh, it's been incredibly tiring and painful to watch his little body suffer, all the while feeling so helpless as his mama. Irritability, excessive crying, nausea, vomiting, sneezing, yawning, sleep problems, you name it, he probably had it. Landon and I have been taking turns staying the night at the hospital with him while the other stays at home with our two-year-old daughter. Tag-teaming parenthood at its finest, she says. Thankfully, most of the withdrawal is behind our sweet boy at this time, and he's bouncing back to his normal, happy self. Uh, We now have uh, moved him in... uh, trying to wean him off this sedation medicine, I know, which has been a a big challenge, too. But 
then you're looking at this, uh, there's a feeding tube, right? Feeding tube, an ostomy bag as well, and yeah. pieces of intestines. Yeah. I don't know if I should even put all that on the air. but Well, I mean, there was a, I mean, there's, there was a surgery where his intestines are, were actually outside of his body yes. to be able to heal. They're mostly back in now. Okay. Yes, but in pieces. And so that's why... Uh, there's a fusion process that yes. remains, uh, and that's one of the surgery that ultim- surgeries that will ultimately take place. Uh uh, to uh, put them all back together, I guess, uh, is one way of putting it. She also says, at this time, we still do not know if, when Everett will get to come home. We do not know how many more surgeries he will need to repair his intestinal connections, nor when those surgeries will take place. Please pray for us to have patience in the waiting. Please pray for our medical team as they collaborate on all these big decisions and more. Please pray for revelation and wisdom with both the seen and unseen in Everett, Please pray against liver damage and also continue praying for creative miracles with the healing of his intestines and absorption of his nutrients for proper growth. And then she closes out by saying, God is able. Yeah. And then she quotes this verse out of Jeremiah 33, 3, 6, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things. And she puts in parentheses about Everett mm-hmm. that you have not known. Behold, I will bring to in parentheses Everett health and healing. I will heal in parentheses Everett and reveal to him abundance of prosperity and security. We have to personalize God's word. I'm not talking out of context, Steve, but to claim the promises of God. Amen. Amen. That's part of our prayer time. That's it. That's it. Uh, There's also a uh, half sister of Nicole's and uh, that has put uh, her name is Sarah Hoving and she has put what she calls Ease Night Watch on Facebook and uh, social media has been such an incredible part of Everett's story and of of our uh, strength, basically, the prayer and the support that people have given. But but Sarah has put a nightly uh, post, and it's a lengthy one, uh, on, uh, it's called Ease Night Watch, and literally she prays, has prayed for Everett almost by the name of each cell in his body <laughs> each night with uh, scripture intertwined in that. And it's just been an incredible blessing. And uh, literally, we've had people post uh, on on Instagram, on Facebook, on all sorts of social media from China, from uh, churches and other parts of the world. That's just uh, incredibly humbling. I mean, also, I, I believe you're seeing like prayer groups come together, mm-hmm. you know, like come to meet at the hospital in the lobby and yes, pray and, and maybe in the chapel and get together and pray on certain nights. It's, it's been incredible. It's overwhelming to us, wow. overwhelming to us. And you mentioned earlier uh, a about folks who might be grieving over years of praying for a wayward son or daughter. I guess the first thing I thought of is, 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 uh, Yes, we all get tired. We get tired in praying. We get yeah. tired in not seeing the answers come about. But there is strength in the body of Christ. And I, w- I would just, you know, um, advise anyone in that weary waiting mode, the waiting room of the Lord, we say is one of the hardest places to be at times, to find some yes. group, a part of the body of Christ to come around you that when you're weary, they will hold your arms up in prayer and will help you and give you strength exactly. as they pray for you. The joy of the Lord is our strength, Scripture says, you know, and um, we have, Laurie and I both uh, known the Lord as personal Savior for over 40 years, and uh, we have uh, 
we have often carried meals and done different things, sorts of ministry uh, in the course of what we've done. And we've received things from time to time as well. But we've never been the beneficiaries to this level of the body of Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just been an amazing thing, so, our whole family. Everett has yeah. four great-grandparents as well, my parents and Lori's parents. And all of us have been uh, uh, just incredibly uh, buffeted by the body. Yeah, and it's just experiencing God at work. I mean, you know, through his people, it like is. you said. You know? And he loves to answer prayer. Yes. He loves to answer prayer. A lot of times it just takes a while because he's working things out according to his perfect plan. Yes. But he loves to hear his children come to him and answer prayer. And you guys are, are directing people who are in places of sometimes despair, yes. sometimes great loneliness or confusion, mm-hmm. or just needing a deeper walk with Christ mm-hmm. and, and really needing to connect with him. That's what the prayer house opportunities it provides. You want to speak further to that? Well, I'll yeah. just say, uh, for any women out there listening, uh, once a month, the first Thursday night of each month, and so that will be tomorrow night, February the 1st at 7 o'clock, any female that wants to pop in from 7 until 9 or 9.30. There's always room for the commercial and radio. Right? Yes. Most definitely. Hey, we're here for that. Yeah. Come and go as you need to. <laughs> Fix yourself a cup of coffee at the beverage bar and then just come in and we pray together. We pray over Memphis, over our nation, over individuals, over whatever we are led to pray for. The name of our prayer group is Mary Esther after Mary, Jesus's mother and different quotes that she had in the Bible. Whatever he says, do that you do. Uh, My soul doth magnify the Lord, you know, as well as Esther. Um, She was made a queen. She was beautiful. Um, She prayed for her people for such a time as this. So we are the Mary Esther prayer gathering and it's tomorrow night at seven. You know, what's really exciting about this whole thing is the fact that, I mean, you guys, through all of the turmoil and the the change of direction of you know Steve's career yeah. and your career together, that you know you walked in to the prayer house, you heard about it, mm-hmm. and Kelly prayed with you. Yes, and I mean you were just going seeking some encouragement. Yes. And God used that. And here now you guys are directing and running this thing. We, we could have never foreseen this path. No, never seen it. It's a wonderful opportunity. And uh, have great supporters of the House of Prayer and uh, have had some very anointed weekends and evenings there. No question about and it. And when you talk about these weekends and these evenings, Steve, give us a little idea. I mean, anything special coming up soon that people can connect with? You know, in the, in the midst, we're in the midst of negotiating dates. Uh, I know you have an appreciation for that and securing uh, the opportunity for people to come and so uh there are several things tentatively on the calendar that i'll be getting out on our uh website facebook uh page but uh, uh we have uh for instance uh emil ibrahim from colorado springs colorado was uh, really originally a, from egypt <laughs> that's right a native egyptian who has come before and we're working the schedule to try to get emil back uh involved uh just as quickly as possible uh who reaches out to uh the muslim community to introduce them to christ in a in a grand way and uh, has been here before and many people saw him a couple years ago when he was here additionally we've got uh, jack and peg christians coming uh, the week before easter the weekend before easter from uh, the nashville area they were here recently and uh, people that know us readily recognize and and identify with them in their ministry as well recently you had bruce carroll yes. came into night of worship you know we, we yeah bruce, bruce and nikki both were yes. there together yes they're wonderful yeah good folks well if those listening want to know more about the the prayer house and to come and spend time with you. There's a website and also there, of course, on Facebook too, right? That's correct. www.2x2prayer.org or we're uh, on Facebook at 2x2prayer. Okay, 2x2prayer.org. 
org. Yes. Is, and that's, is that on Facebook? Uh, or is it? No, just uh, two by two House of Prayers on Facebook. Okay, two by two House of Prayers that's on correct. Facebook information there. Well, again, we want to encourage our friends. Would you pray along with the Williams family uh, in your you. prayers as we lift up Everett Gray, trust God to continue to heal and allow the next step. We don't know how many more steps there are, yes. but we're going to continue to trust God mm-hmm. for the healing and support for his mom and dad. Because I know they're pretty tired. They're tired. <laughs> they're Landon very tired. and Nicole are, are yeah. very tired, but uh, they've hung in there with the staff well, and the NICU staff at Labonner and Baptist Women's, we just cannot say enough uh, uh, thank, thanks to them and uh, about all that they do for all these babies. We do. They do a credible, incredible job. And so we do appreciate, again, the work of transforming the world with hope, healing, and unity. That is the mission of the House of Prayer. That's a pretty uh, substantial mission, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> not too big for God, though. No, right. Not too big for God. Too big for us, but yeah. not too big for him. That's right. Yeah. Steve, Lori, Williams, God bless you. Thank you so much Thank for you, what Byron. you're doing for Christ's kingdom through the House of Prayer, two by two. Uh, don't be strangers. You know, you're always welcome here. Thank you. Love Great. to have you come back. We appreciate you know? all that you do. Thank yes, you so indeed. much. Well, yes. we're partnering, laboring together for yes. the kingdom. Yes. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much to all of our Facebook friends that are watching along as we broadcast live here on AM 640 and FM 100.7. Do appreciate you tuning in to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. We're going to have to say goodbye and wrap it up, but uh, we'll talk to you next time. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.